Um, you're watching. You're watching nothing. You, this is Proudly Resents. I'm Adam Spiegelman. Todd Levin. Hello. It is the show where we talk about films you didn't know you wanted to see. Mm-hmm. And today we proudly resent Ninja Three. Now, Ninja Three domina- Domination. Sorry, the the Domination. The Domination. Um, nothing to do with one or two, so you can still watch this film. It's a sequel, but only in name, right? It's because it's not even the same ninjas, although same guy. Show Kashugi is in all of them. Playing different, different characters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so it's still not really. And how did you find this film? Because I was watching, you know, it was, I feel like this is a movie that I've seen clips of here and there over the years and never really knew what the whole movie was. So it was always, it was always like a movie that was on my radar. And I've actually seen the first two ninja films. Oh, you have? Those were like big late night HBO films you would see. They, yeah. I, they play seen, over and over and over again. Yes. Yeah. And I saw those, um, but I'd never seen this one. And I think what the reason I became interested in actually seeing it was that documentary on Golan and Globus about the Canon films. It was called Boogie. What was it called? I'm embarrassed that I can't remember the name of it. Cause it, it's like Boogie Nights or, uh, it is not Boogie Nights. Electric Boogaloo is what it's called. Oh, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's called, on Netflix. It's really great. Is Electric the movie Boogaloo. called Electric Boogaloo? Yeah. Okay. And it's about, because they did Breaking um, 1 Because they made Electric Breaking it. Yeah. And she starred in those. Lucinda Dickey is the star of both of those. So apparently, according to the movie, she was not, well, she's not, never a ninja. She was a, she was an, or a break dancer. Uh, she was neither a ninja nor a break dancer. Um, she was a, a dancer. Um, and she was sort of an actress. I'm not sure I don't know, how much of an actress she was. She has three credits, and those are we just said them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she, yeah, she did a couple things after this, but not much. Um, but for some reason, I think one of the I can never remember. Maybe it was Menachem Golan. Uh huh. Um, one of the guys from Golan Globus was sure that she was going to be a huge star. He like. He it was like he thought she was Irene Cara, you know. Well, definitely in this film, it's very much like Flashdance. Yeah, yeah. Like he, but he thought she was like going to be like the next big thing, like uh-huh. a Bo Derek or an Irene Cara. Why she, would I say Irene Cara is a big thing? She really wasn't. She, like a Jennifer Beals. Was, a Jennifer Beals. Jennifer Beals. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, Jennifer yeah, yeah. Beals. Um, Flashdance, and uh, and he was just we got to put her in this movie. So I think that's what happened. And I wonder if the movie was written around her. I don't know. It was definitely written around something because it wasn't well written. Um, no, they had to write. You can't write for her. You have to write. I don't know what, what is it. Well, he definitely he they definitely utilize whatever gifts she has, <laughs> which is what to the hilt <laughs> that she can the do gift. aerobics. Yes, she can She's, dance. She's there a dancer. are multiple scenes of her doing aerobics in a mo- in a ninja movie. It's there, a, it's a very uncommon thing to see in a ninja movie. But all right, it is uncommon. Right, Often so th- alone. Doing aerobics alone, and a character will well, walk into a room. Self-defense too, against the evil. We're jumping ahead, but there's evil spirits, and the way she wards them off, she does aerobics. She's, I guess she kind of does. I guess she kind of does. I hadn't thought about it that way, but there, are, yeah, it's a way for her to sort of like. It's like she's sweating out the demons. Uh-huh. There are a lot of scenes of her like very aggressively doing aerobics alone, where a character will walk in and she's really, really going for it. And the, every single one of those shots starts with like a tilt up from her legs to her face right, so you right. can take in her whole body in motion like you said all her talents all of her talents yeah yeah um yeah and and uh and in the movie she plays a telephone line worker which is a really weird career choice 
for, is for her character. It's just a weird career choice. It's just, Why would she be playing a telephone line worker? I think that maybe they were able to rent one of those cherry picker trucks very cheap. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just like, let's just throw her in it. We have this beige uniform. This is what she is. But then she was also an aerobics instructor. On the side, in she her tiny office slash huge studio. Well, which, I think the studio is elsewhere. Oh, because it yeah. looked like it just she it, turned around a, and she was Maybe dancing. it's adjoining. Maybe but, it's behind it. Yeah. But all right, so I think the telephone operator thing came from flash dancers. They're like, we need some kind of. I wondered that too, because she, she has to have like a blue collar job. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought that too. So Still they can have the moment where she takes her helmet off. Yes. And then she shakes her hair out. So you see that it's a pretty lady. So um, what is, is the plot of this film, real quick? I know you don't want to jump around. So let's get. Let's, a, get, let's um, not give this movie disservice. Some ninja. <laughs> it starts off <laughs> for like, whatever reason. Yeah, for no reason. You. It starts off. There's a ninja. We don't know anything about him. We just uh-huh. know that he is a ninja because he walks into a cave and he knows where all the ninja equipment is in, hidden inside the cave. Yeah, that and, was weird too. It was like a yeah, locker room for ninjas. Yeah, there's like a big, like uh, a glowing foot locker with a uh, ninja stuff in it. All. It's yeah. almost like it's on display, like in one of those. Like the Jade Valley, like those stores that they'd have in the mall where you could yeah, buy yeah, yeah. swords and ninja stars. So it's kind of on display like that. And he suits ninja up. Exchange in Tuscan. He, yeah, he suits up and then he, it's all broad daylight, which is, I feel like a weird time for a ninja since they, they use darkness and shadows. Yeah. <laughs> <Not> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it's high noon and he just starts killing all these people on a golf course. And he, he seems to have a target. I think he has a target. But again, we don't know why or who this person is, right? Do we know? All right. Later on, we find out that he's a professor. The but ninja was a professor. No, no, no. The guy, the, there's a white guy and a white woman yes. dressed like yuppies. Golfers. 80, golfers. Yeah. They and then like they have tons yuppies. of security, security guards. Like, An enormous security detail. Yeah. Yeah. And then they're playing golf slowly. Mm-hmm. The ninja comes out slowly and attacks him. And we find out later that he's some kind of professional pro, uh, professor. Oh, I didn't realize it was the research. same guy. And that's, but we don't know why he killed the professor with the research or why he was with a woman that looked like she was right out of penthouse. Or why the professor would have a 12 man security team. Well, he's got a ninja after him. That's what I thought. So he knew he had a ninja after him all along? I think there's backstory they didn't. We have and to he make used up. his generous professor budget <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> to hire a 12 man detail. And you know how these Playboy professors are. They're out playing golf with yes. their hot chicks. And- yes. That detail was lost on me completely. But the fact is, he. He lays waste to a lot of people on the golf course, and that's the scene that I've I've seen before. It's the one where he scene. he holds on to the he holds on to the golf cart as they're trying to drive the golf cart away, and they just keep hitting the accelerator, but he's holding them back. And golf carts don't go that fast anyway. They could have probably gotten out and run faster than the golf cart would go. Sure, that's true, but they don't do that, and he kills everybody. And then a million cops descend on him, and he kills some of them as well, and then. Through sheer grit, the cops of many ages and ethnicities uh, shoot him a hundred thousand times. Yeah, right? if that. Yeah, this is bef- this is after he takes down a helicopter. Right, that's my favorite. Yeah, he climbs up on the helicopter, and this is just I don't know how he gets up there, but there's a shot where you can see him going to the stunt guys right here. Slow it down. Yeah, a Bring little lower, closer, closer. <laughs> and there's on the bottom of this helicopter. There's, there's hoops that you can grab onto. Right, right. I don't know why they would have that. The ninja hoops. Ninja hoops. Yeah, yeah. So most helicopters in the eighties. Yeah. This is nineteen eighty four. So they had ninja hoops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can hear him say like, you can just see him going like, oh, you can't hear him because he's covered in this green ninja outfit, 
which I never understood. Why was he a green ninja, not a black ninja? Well, because he he's operating during the day. But she's always when, no. She's in, she's mostly in a, she's in a green uniform as well, even at night. That is true. So it is, <laughs> although she's not always in a ninja uniform at night. No, I think ninjas switch their uniforms. They have day. Cl- I guess that's the thing I didn't know a lot about ninjas. No, no, no. I don't think a lot of people know much about the way ninjas operate. Did you? And know I think that? they have day clothes and night clothes. Well, they're not animals. Yeah, they have you know. like their they have like their casual day stuff, and then they have the, uh, the formal wear for night. Well, I'm saying you ever see with like a nice jacket, you know. Sometimes, it, <laughs> sometimes you can't get into most places as a ninja without a jacket. Also, those uniforms have a lot of pockets, according uh-huh. to this film, <laughs> because he has thousands of weapons at his disposal, just flying out of nowhere. Yes. So the gr- I- which feeds into my theory that I developed after this movie, which is that ninjas are cowards. Why? Because. They use they hide in the shadows. Right. They're sk- they're they're quiet and they hide, so they already have an advantage there. They're not confrontational, but they also have every possible weapon, like everything. They have guns and knives and poison arrows and gas right. bombs and all sorts of things like tacks that they can throw in the ground. So they have every possible advantage and without ever confronting somebody. I would love it if the door of this office opened and someone threw a star in your chest <laughs> and ran off. <laughs> Fuck you, I know dick. that it's going to happen. I know the more I get public with this campaign... <laughs> I, I, I've been warning you cowards. for years. I, You're a father. My life is in danger. You cannot do this. I'll see him coming because he'll attack me in broad daylight. Right, he's in a greenhouse. Yeah. Even at night you can see him. He's really bright. Yeah, so he... See, he, he after this huge uh, um, standoff with the cops, he... I guess it dies, sort of dies. And then his spirit, I think, seems to get sucked into his sword. Is that, and then the is sword that gets into her. Well, let's talk about the fight scene. I, one of the things I love about the fight scene is that it's so badly... The, choreograph, the it's choreography... It's so slow. Is, it's slow. It's good. It's slow. And there's some big ticket items, a helicopter and mm-hmm. lots of people. And you and, know that the, the thing I love about low-budget movies like this, and having seen enough of them... I knew that when he got into that helicopter uh-huh. and there were a lot of wide shots of it flying kind of out of control and you could see that there were mountains and stuff. I was like, at what point do we see this thing disappear behind the mountains and then an explosion happen oh. in the distance? Because there's no way they could afford to destroy a helicopter. Right, right, so right. it's going to disappear and then someone's going to set off an explosive, like a controlled ex- explosion somewhere else. Yeah, that's, well, that's no, exactly what happens. And, and nothing that happens is so cheap is that instead of him stabbing, he'll throw a throwing star at a guy mm-hmm. and it doesn't go in his chest. He went into his hand and they do that trick that you do as a kid where they put the throwing star between his fingers. They do do a lot of that in this movie. Yeah, they put a little fake blood around it and they that he holds, holds it, it between it. his fingers and like clutches it to it. his chest. Yeah. yeah. Like what yeah. cop puts his hand is so unnatural. And then yeah. a lot of stabbings in the side. Yep. And then when he stabs through the police car roof yeah. into the thing he gets it behind the guy's collar right so between the collar and his neck and the guy's like ah, so they don't have to show it an, an entry wound yeah and yeah. i was like did they do that on purpose to make it look phony like it looks like a 10 year old kid's fighting like, no they did it i'm sure they did it on purpose because they didn't have the budget to pull oh, off so great that's what makes the scene even thing. better yeah there's a lot of stuff like that there's a lot of slow reactions this is one of those movies that like you really learn a lot about the dynamics of a low budget action movie in the eighties. When you see the fight choreography in this, it's a lot of like 
there are 20 guys that could be fighting this ninja, but they choose to fight him one at a time. Right. They take you, they really take you through every individual death. You know, it's very rare that multiple people will die in, in, in one shot. You know what I mean? It's like, let me get you and then I'll get you and then I'll get you. I'll get to all of you eventually. It's going to take some time. I'm going to stop, get my inhaler out. Yeah, there's a lot of that. Drink some tea, change yeah. my jacket. It's a lot of great. Uh, the Green Ninja, Golf Course Ninja. Oh, so when the cops are shooting, I'm just, sorry, going through my notes. Yeah, yeah. But there's all these cops, like you said, different ages. There's one cop that kind of looked like a low-budget Bubba Smith, which was funny because he was in Police Academy with, right. the, with a cigar in his They mouth. have like a black exploitation kind of cop. Yeah, yeah, with a cigar and he's shooting. Mm-hmm. What's, what cop is allowed to wear to smoke a cigar to, to work? There's a lot of stuff like that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, yeah. and all the guys are shooting right at him. It's so blatantly. It, yeah. And there's trees. They're in fr- They're like eighteen inches in front of him. Uh-huh. They basically form a circle around him. Right. And they're all. And they're all. So they're all cross. There's a lot of crossfire too. None of them get hit. None of them get not not by themselves. Not by each other, but by the ninja for sure. Sure. Um, yeah. And then they eventually take him out. And he goes underground. He gets under the ground. Right. He climbs underground. He disappears in the ground. Yeah. 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 That was that was a weird thing too. Mm-hmm. So we cut to her, the Flashdance lady working on a pole listen to flash dance type music yes like knock off flash dance music yeah it's like she's a lunatic lunatic <laughs> oh yeah yeah there's a lot of stuff like that like michael barazino <laughs> right, right. Com- this is the composer like the footloose song uh, yeah this one's for the girl yeah. uh a lot of great well we work at warner brothers and warner brothers is a great library people found this fascinating so of music that's all knockoff music, soundalikes. Do you ever oh, yeah. use that? Oh yeah, you use it. Use it a lot. So you you look for like a flash dance. We type make song. it all the time on the show. You know, like we have a band leader who and you'll I'll, I'll give him a clip. Sometimes it's like a well known song, but sometimes it's just like oh I really like this weird. Like one time it was the theme from the TV show The Equalizer, uh-huh. which I always really liked. And I was like, can you knock off something that feels like this this show? So we have a lot of stuff like that. And then we have a library where they have names like, you know, like. We used to name, like the, our band leader used to name when Max Weinberg was the band leader, he would name things like <laughs> give, give them knockoff names. Yeah. Like, what's a good example? Satisfaction. Like, I can't get no satisfaction. He would call it like, d- like disappointment. <laughs> like, or something, you know, or I can't get no a- excellent feelings. Like, it would just be something shitty like that. And he As wouldn't a, care. Like, he's ripping off. Or is he did it for work? No, because it's still an original composition. It's like in the style of right, you know? right, and that's what these guys who record libraries do. It's sort of like royalty free music, you know. Um, but in our case, it's sort of it isn't ro- necessarily royalty free. It's an original composition, so it's all registered. But here, you work or in your office at Conan. The Conan's owned by Warner Brothers, who owns your, all the music they write. Well, no, we we shoot on the Warner Brothers a lot, and we have well, access to a lot of their resources. But whoever but, owns. Is it Konico? It's a Konico production. Yeah, Konico owns the show. So I worked at uh, CBS is our network, but I believe Konico actually owns. the show. So he owns the music, maybe. Mm -hmm. It's not like at NBC because at NBC we had the same thing. We had a a huge library. It was a great library, Um, but they owned everything. Yes, they own the rights to everything. Here, it's it's music is always an issue. It's always a huge issue. Like, can we use this? Is this too close to that? Will we get sued? I'm always so worried because licensing is such an expensive. Uh, and litigious kind of thing. We once almost got sued by John Parr. <laughs> I <laughs> swear to God. But that's the closest we ever came to actually getting sued. We got a lawyer, a letter from John Parr's quote-unquote lawyer. What I think his name was like Gon 
jar. It was like clearly <laughs> from John Parr. I don't think it was from his legal what, representation. What, what song did he do? He, did oh, John Parr, what song did we rip off? Um, yeah. We ripped off uh, St. Almost Fire. Oh, okay. Or like a ver- you know, we did like a version of it. It was, it was meant to be parody. You know, it was, uh, uh-huh. it was a, because he had done, do you really want to hear this? this is so this off track. Is okay. Grover's I'll do water. it really quickly because yeah. we're getting very, very far off track. Um, he had done a, <laughs> God, when Tim Tebow was briefly popular, John Parr did a version of St. Elmo's Fire called Tim Tebow's Fire. Like he repurposed it to make it about Tim Tebow. Uh-huh. So it was like, Tim Tebow's Fire. And one of our writers, Dan Cronin, thought it was very funny and pitched a thing where, about how John Parr had been doing, trying to cash in on trends for a really long time. So it was like all these John Parr songs that were about things like uh, Sully Sullenberger <laughs> and the Balloon Boy. <laughs> and I wish I could remember one of the lines. The Balloon Boy one was so fucking funny because it was like, is it really a kid up there? It was like, it was like so stupid. <laughs> Balloon Boy's fire. So John Parr's lawyer was going to sue us over that, over Balloon Boy's fire. That's great. And parody, so you kind of... Yeah, and it, it went away. It went away. We So the the Warner Brothers Library, they have tons of stuff. Mm-hmm. The guy, I guess, was making up crazy names, but one day the, the name were in the booth with a meeting with the, the EP, the director, all the technical mm-hmm. people, and the producers. And they're like, all right, then we're going to play the track Double Bagger. Double what? Bagger. Double Bagger? He had a song called Double Bagger? Yeah, and it was like a rip, a knockoff of like St. Elmo's Fire or something. And it was like, oh no. Like, you God, can't do that. And you look at some of the titles, like, you can't, I can't call put that, it that. in. that. Yeah, that's yeah, terrible. Yeah. I, gotta, I gotta go back to work. Um, so, this, by the way, this movie. Yeah, well, back to the movie. The yeah. score of this movie is kind of awesome. How's that? It might be my favorite thing about it. It's, that, it's got that really cool, like, synthy sound that you would get in a lot of like exploitation films it's really kind of uh like a cheap like tangerine dream yeah, yeah sound. it's like a knockoff yeah like or like john carpenter stuff like i really like that sound and it, and there's actually so the score is 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 not bad i'm sure they've used it in other their other films i'm sure it's been repurposed a million times but the original songs are fucking abysmal. <laughs> they're all like, they're those like, <laughs> like it's party time tonight. Gonna make it happen tonight. Like the song before, like they meet up and have sex. It's like, right, you know, right, right. who Love you're gonna it. meet at the bar tonight. Yeah. Yeah. It's like really, really bad stuff. No, 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 all like, yeah, no, no, I am trying. Okay. So, so she comes in possession of this sword. What's well, line worker? Some, what does he throw a star at her? Or she sees him get out of the ground. He, he dies, he goes underground, he's getting shot a thousand times. Right. She's up on the pole listening to music on her boombox. He gets out of the hole in the ground. He gets out of the hole in the ground, and then she sees him mm-hmm. running around, right? I believe she does see him somehow. She chases him. She chases, he chases her. She's running from him. He chases her. He puts a sword at her. He gives her a sword, and then right, he grabs two old her. guys try he, to remember a movie. He grabs her. I think that's what happens, is he grabs her, and he gives her the sword, and I th- feel like does he kind of die in her arms or something and then he disappears his spirit goes to her and she yes. gets flashes of the cops that she's right. gonna have to kill right without this is them saying kind it. of like a good setup for the movie like she sees through his memories all the cops who who killed him which again is weird because i feel like a ninja's got bigger problems 
Do you know what I mean? Last like five cops. He's got bigger scores to settle than like the last five cops who shot at him. Yeah, you know yeah. yeah. I mean? like, you're right. He's been he's been doing shit. He's seen he's shit. He's been a ninja for a while. This uh-huh. guy seemed like he'd been a ninja for a while. It seems weird that he's like, my last wish is to just kill a bunch of cops. Like, Listen, the guy doesn't hold a grudge usually. He lets things go. This time he didn't have time to let it go. Yeah. He usually goes to a meeting. I don't even know how that would be considered like cigarette. an honor killing, you know, because they, were just, they were just upholding Protect the law. Himself. They're upholding the law. Was, says you. That's the whole right. big discussion. I don't know what ninja law is like. Green ninjas matter. Come on. All ninjas. Sorry. All ninjas. I'll probably cut that You're out. You're not allowed to say ninja, by the way. <laughs> they can say it, but you can't say ninja. No. Uh, well, we'll make America great again. So she goes to the police station to tell them what's going on, but they don't do anything. Right. They all They like laugh at her. Even though they saw him. <laughs> yeah, I know. They I know. saw that it, they tried to kill him and he came back alive. Yeah. They know he, she's the only witness to what's going on. Yeah, the only the only thing that comes out of her visit to the police station is a cop hits on her. Really creepy, really hardcore. Hits on her really hard. And yeah. she's at a police station reporting a crime. She's fairly traumatized. Right. He's just begging to take her out for a cup of coffee. Come on, let me take you out. Let me yeah. take you out of coffee. And they do these uh, single shots of him. They might have done like three days later. Yep. Just saying, let's go to let's go to get coffee. Let's go out. Let's have candy. <laughs> He's totally he does say that out. at one point. He does? Yeah. He And he's supposed to be charming and funny, that guy. He is neither. He is neither. No, no, yeah. no he's neither. Billy, his name is Billy Secord. He's the only person who has a last name in this movie, I think. And he's the only person under 50, the only cop there. Right, right. And maybe they did it on purpose to make him look more handsome. I think he's like the young, handsome cop, yeah. Compared yeah. to everyone else. Yes. Yeah. I, I think that's that's the idea. He's got, everyone looks like they're from Barney Miller reunion special. So, yeah, but this, so this guy wants to know more about her. And he's... So he follows... We go to her apartment, and we see that she's... We're in Todd's work. He's reading an email. He's got to work. Sorry. That's all right. No, okay. we're, I'm, I'm snuck out. We have out a meeting well. soon. Okay. All right. We'll wrap it up. Um, yeah. So he, he follows her. He follows so her. So creepy to yeah. an aerobics class. Well, first of all, let's look at her cool ass apartment. How cool is that apartment? It's cool. She has a video game, a stand up video game in her apartment, which is totally crazy on a line worker salary. Yeah. Um, but she has that in her apartment. Does she have a bar in there too? I feel like she does. Yeah. And it's like all, uh, it's like industrial space. It's like a cool, like, yeah, it's like Love. an adult's version of the silver spoon house. Yes, it's kind, totally. of, it's kind of a cool hangout place. Um, I don't know where she sleeps, but uh, no, because there's only a couch. Yeah, there's only a couch. We never really see there her bedroom or anything. I don't think we do. We do. That's where the sword. That's where she has sex. The weird sex scene. Yes, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, but yeah, so she, so he follows her to aerobics class, and even though she's disgusted by him at first and tells him she doesn't date cops, something about the fact that he showed up to her aerobics class wins her over. After the aerobics class, is an incredible scene we but have this to talk is what, about. Yes. But just before he has won her over, there's an amazingly weird scene that comes to pass. He doesn't win her over, by the way. He kidnaps her, pretty much, and throws sort her in of, a car. Sort of, yeah. All right, let's talk about the scene. Okay. So she's leaving. She finishes up her aerobics class. And in, in during the aerobics class, they cut to shots of guys on workout equipment at this same gym, I guess, who have a clear view of the aerobic studio. And they're all staring at their asses. And they're asses. all staring at their asses. Blatantly. They don't yeah. even pretend to look away. Or no. And they're kind of, it's like that kind disgusted. of weird, like, these guys aren't great actors, so, like, the director's like, just really be into them, and they're doing stuff like licking their lips. Like, it's like <laughs> just the worst, <laughs> the shittiest kind of leering you've ever seen. Right, right. And then after the class, everybody's leaving. And when I say everybody, like, 28 people <laughs> are all walking out of the class together. Yeah, yeah last call. They're yeah. all out the door. And again, middle of the day, and 
maybe 10 feet from where they got out, those same guys who were working out also decided to stop working out and instead steal some a woman's purse who had been in the class. Is that That's kind right. of what's happening. They're, where it starts, they're shoving yeah. her back and forth and they're stealing her purse. Mm-hmm. And so these guys who are paying for a gym membership... <laughs> At this at this gym, all their IDs are on file, and they're all and everybody has probably seen them before. They all know who they are. Broad daylight, it's broad daylight, and yeah. they're shaking down a woman, and no one does anything except Lucinda Dickey. No, they're about to Christie rape is her. her name. You get the sense that they maybe they're going to rape her as well. Um, yeah, I, I feel probably. like it was more than a sense. Uh, they're was, probably going to rape her. After yeah, they, yeah, yeah, after they steal her purse. Yeah, it was really so she gets in there, but it's one of those weird like again, it's like one of those weird like eighties movie rapes where. There, it's almost a little bit of a dance too. With like, oh come on, hey, hey, you like it, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you it's like he meant well, huh? What you, no, where yeah. it's like they <laughs> don't really get to it. No, no, <laughs> no. Really they were going to get they to spe- it. They spent a lot of time just, just taunting, and you know, yeah. So then, yeah. So then she intervenes. The woman is saved, and then these guys decide, okay, I guess we will rape you instead. That's sort of what happens, right? Yeah, and then she kind but of she gets. Everybody's out of it. watching this. No one does anything. No one does anything. And there's a cop in the crowd. Yes, it's no one a, does anything, including a cop. This yeah. is why this is a great movie to watch with people because you just want to yell out, "Is there a cop in the audience?" Yeah, uh, besides you. Yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. This is a great movie to watch. Uh, <laughs> right? Well, I, I just jumped right to the end. This is a fantastic movie. <laughs> I definitely recommend it. It's got it. a lot of good stuff. And you know what? One of the things I really like about it, and this is very specific to this era of movies. Now, like obviously bad movies are still being made all the time, but there's a certain charm in bad movies from this era that were pre-CGI, you know, because there are certain visual effects that you couldn't really do. And uh-huh. there are certain things that you would, in a bad movie now, you would never see them. Just like you would never see a scene in a movie now where a guy... Um, is typing a writer's writing something and he doesn't like it so he rips the page out of a typewriter and crumbles it up because uh-huh. everybody just writes on computers so you just wouldn't have that scene you would never have a scene <laughs> where there's a a, din- a a samurai sword or a ninja sword i guess floating to- around our main character in a sort of ghostly fashion but like really wobbly and twisty because it's on microfilament. Yes. Like that would just be done <laughs> right. with CGI now. It would just right. be an ad- it would look shitty still. A different it would kind be of animated. shitty. It would be diff- different kind of shitty. But this is to me a much better kind of shitty. Like it's a very analog shittiness. Like I really it enjoy feels more like childlike. I yeah, like I really enjoy that. Like knowing that there's a stunt, uh, like a special effects guy right. with like a, <laughs> a, a a wooden dowel. And he's got microfilament on there. And they're trying so hard to keep it straight, but it's just impossible to do that because of the shape of it. So it keeps twisting and, and spinning, tw- spinning around. around and around. And they're justifying. Well, that's part of the plot. That's, yeah, yeah, uh, that's yeah. what happens. So the guys, the cop, the cop, he's not impressing her at all. He does the aerobics class. Mm-hmm. He can't, can barely get through it. Yeah. He doesn't help the, the woman who's getting attacked, possibly no. raped, mugged, possibly raped. He doesn't help her. Not really. And then he's like, get in the car. I want to meet you to meet somebody. Right. But he never takes her to meet anybody. Much later, he does. He yeah, takes yeah. her to see somebody much later. Yeah, that's... But he ends up going back I to her apartment after the near rape. And right? then, yeah. And is is it right after that that, that he has... No, it's later. Cause no. She, she agrees to go out with him. That's what it was. She agrees to go out with him. And then he comes over, and he's hanging out, and he's drinking a V8. <laughs> <laughs> which everybody has in their apartment. Like, sure. if you're like, hey, do you want anything? Do you need, like, a V8 well, or something? like a health, th- like an 80s, 70s health thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, still, like, like, garbage. Like, yeah, yeah, still yeah, that was considered, like, a healthy thing then. Right, because he um, wanted a beer, and she's like, oh, I got a V8 because I'm an right. aerobic, 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 aerobic instructor. Very healthy. Right. Uh, that would so, be Asahi dr- juice or yeah. something. 
So she lets yeah. him see her, her. She lets him watch her change, like undress, basically change clothes. And there's a gap. She's wearing a towel, and then she's not wearing a towel, and then she's wearing a towel. Yeah, Whatever. I expect that stuff. I don't mind. Um, <laughs> there's no nudity in this film. No, I think probably because she was trying to be a star, and you know, she you you wouldn't see her nude. I was surprised. There, would sell there was a scene, There was a scene later, you know, because she. This is like a very typical thing where she individually stalks each of the 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 cops who right. who did this ninja wrong and kills them all in different ways uh-huh. and there's one amazing scene where i guess one of the cops is supposed to be a, some sort of a playboy but he's 75 years old By the way, he looks like one of the guys who works on conan like our crew guys maybe? Yeah, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. he's like 75 years old <laughs> and and she follows him to a, a some sort of weird is it his house where there's a hot tub he, he brings some- two women back to no no they go to one of those spa places they have here in LA where you can rent a hot tub. That's it. Can and you he's do there that in two- LA. Is that a real thing? Yeah, for a while. I don't know okay. if there's any left, but it, all those dating shows they would end up at one. Right, right. There's one in your house called Splash. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, stud. Is that stud. What no, not Stud. The uh, blind date. Blind date. No, what was the one? That, wasn't there a show called Studs? There too? was, but they didn't go on a date. They just That's true. They just studio. Like, yeah, they talked about the hot they tub. About so it, this yeah. guy brings. He's got two hot women that follow him everywhere. And then, right, they don't care that he's 80 years old. No. They're in the hot tub with him, but they're pissed that a third woman went in. That she shows up, yeah. And she's in a um, bathing suit. She's looking sexy. Yeah. And she seduces him immediately and then kills him and them. What, she seduces him in front of the other two girls, and they're like, fuck that, I'm out of here. You know, it's okay to you to date me yeah. and my friend, <laughs> but we're not, we're not part of the two, a threesome, but not a foursome. And by the way, this scene, it's like just a tiny detail, but it's another thing that I really love, like that is like a very a great hallmark of a shitty movie, which is they overdub so many lines in these movies that they're, it's like they're worried that there's too many quiet moments. Uh-huh. So they add a lot of extra lines that are off-camera lines. Uh-huh. So when, <laughs> when Christy, played by Lucinda Dickey, who's now possessed by this ninja, goes in to seduce the guy, the two kind of uh, bimbos who are with him are both like they both have a lot of like kind of ad libby lines or like oh what's this come on yeah, yeah get a load of her like there's a ton like so much of that that's happening off camera can you believe this I'm out of here like there's a hundred of those kinds of lines it might not even been them who did the actual line no it could have been someone else because yeah, they yeah. could have been Romanian I don't know <laughs> they might have not have spoken a lick of English. So, yeah, so she goes in there, she she makes out with him, and how does she kill him? I forget. Uh, a, a, some sort of like a dart to the neck or something? She's got a little... Yeah, so uh, the ninja escapes from the police with the same thing. Yeah. They allow him to put like a little thing in his mouth, and yeah. then he kills him. Oh, yeah, so that, that's another thing you should say. is like around this time when she's been making these killings, this other, I guess, ninja arrives in town from Japan, and he's there to figure out what's what's happening like somehow he got news that they don't explain it well they don't really explain it they don't he's a uh, it's shokushugi who's a kind of a famous like martial arts guy and he uh has an eye patch for reasons uh, not explained but don't need to be i think in my Uh opinion they do not need to be it's just it's just for style and he is trying to he's on the trail none of the cops are investigating any of these murders but this guy as a a lone wolf is doing it and for some reason he always manages to show up at the crime scene seconds after the murder happened like i don't even know how he would have any idea that she would have targeted 
this particular cop at the hot tub spa, but moments after they're killed, he appears out of the bushes <laughs> and he tastes the blood, right? He can taste the poison that's in, mixed in with the blood. Like, oh, like, yeah. Yeah, this oh, is Ninja who, Poison. Yeah, yeah, I know this brand. Yeah. Right, for no other reason. Oh, it must be her. That's Greg's. Gr- Greg uses oh, this yeah, one. He yeah, uses that's too his much signature. Tabasco. Yeah. 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 I know his formula. <laughs> Yeah. It like great. So, so the whole time, whole time she's killing people and kind of doesn't understand how it's happening. This other guy is hot on her trail. That's basically what happens, right? Right. I mean, again, this all could be explained better. This could be rewritten in a good movie. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. I don't it's know so about good. that. I don't know. I'd, I'd watch it, but but there's a lot of stuff like the ninja speaks to her through her arcade machine with using a lot of uh, ground fog. So all dry like, ice. <laughs> yeah, they take out the machine, I guess, and they just shoot. Again, it's like. They use stuff you can get at, at Spencer. Was like it? a Halloween Spencer's store. Gist. Yeah, yeah, and they use that as special effects. So they just shoot lights at her face that you can get at a Halloween store. Yeah, like there's a lot of that, like those kind of like laser pointer things. Wow, this is gonna look so cool, and mm-hmm. it does. There's, in, it never uh, does. Uh, but I, I admire here. that they wouldn't cut away from it. That they're just like, let's just play it out. Ten yeah. minutes. We're gonna ten minutes this possession scene is gonna last ten face. minutes of her of a lot of smoke slowly coming out of a. Uh, being fanned out from underneath a, an arcade machine and then lights pointing at her eyes. And there's obviously nothing in the machine except for a guy with a, with a light pointing at her eye. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know if you, you've seen that movie, uh, Neil Breen's second film, I Am Here Now. No, I've never seen so it. So he comes to Earth literally in a paperweight. There's like a, a glass paperweight that lands on the... On, and there's desert. You see desert. Then you see a glass paperweight fall. And then you see laser pointers at the paperweight. That's pretty good. And it's great. And, and again, in his mind, it's like, well, that looks like a spaceship. Why would anyone know? Um, so one thing about the sword, I always felt like that was like an 80s version of a, of a dick pic. Like, I don't know. That was my feeling. That was what, why I wrote that down. That What was an 80s version of the dick pic? The, the floating sword. Oh. Like, I didn't need to see that. Come on. Put that away. Oh, yeah. That was weird. That, that was, was a weird thing. Yeah. So they have sex, and then she's we 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 didn't even talk. We introduced the V eight in real one. Oh, but I know we, we didn't talk, talk about, about the sex scene. I feel like the sex scene is something that you just kind of have to see because it's so insane. It's like the grossest seduction scene I've ever seen in it's my in life. In no way sexy. No, and it's it's fantastic. And and I guess again, like you're saying, they didn't want to show any nudity, so she pours the V eight down her shirt without opening her shirt. Right, so she ruins her nightgown, <laughs> and then nobody yeah, wins. In this so there's a, yeah, their very fir- their very first sex scene involves him licking V8 off her body, which I don't know if I would because it's too no heavy. No one I never, would. It's so gross. It's, first of all, it looks like blood. It smells bad after it's been exposed to air. <laughs> it's, it's very heavy. Everything I was about V8, was and heavy. no one likes V8 that much. No. no one likes it. Who drank V8? That would be like, like if you poured water. soup down your shirt. <laughs> You open up a can of Campbell's. Yes, like, it's oh. no different. It's almost no different. Yeah, it's it's pretty. It's like gross. a can of bisque. <laughs> and yeah, so there's a yeah, and he's <laughs> also this guy's also maybe the hairiest, uh, handsome oh, yeah. lead I've ever seen. He is there's so a, hairy. Yeah, there's a great <laughs> scene where she <laughs> she's freaking out because she's possessed by a demon. She wants it to stop, and he's trying to comfort her, and he's not wearing a shirt, and he's just covered head to toe in hair. <laughs> And he comforts her, and he she goes to like sort of he goes to embrace her, and she sort of settles her her face on his uh, shoulder, and you can hear the crunch of, of his shoulder pubic hair as it like presses against her face. You can just hear it rustling. So, yeah, he kind of knows that she's killing these people. He figures it out. So, but she never tries to kill him. Yeah, well, eventually she visions him, so she's got to kill him towards the end. 
But she, he's the first person that she envisions. Do you remember when she first meets him? That's why she doesn't like him. Is that the reason she doesn't like him, or is it because he's a dick? I assumed it's because he's. Well, they I didn't did like f- him, and I didn't like him. But then the flash, and I was like, yeah. "Well, that's the second reason not to like you." Okay, okay. Um, but I would, so we'll talk. Oh, we'll talk about the doctor. Mm. She sends him. She goes to a doctor, and the doctor pull, says, "Medically, you're very, you're a very fit young woman. No evidence of any abnormality in your brain. No tumor. You have a strong heart. Your diet is better than average. You are under severe stress, of course, but otherwise." Uh, Dr. Bowen, the psychologist you saw, says there's nothing out of the ordinary. Aside from your exceptional perception and your preoccupation with Japanese culture, but no harm in that. Besides your craziness, besides killing people and yeah. thinking you're a bit ninja, yeah. you're perfectly normal. Well, you're, well, her physical health was fine. Oh, be, above average. She's a mental case. She, she yeah. drinks V8. I yeah. mean, that's what the, <laughs> I just love it. It's like, you're great except for the crazy thing. Otherwise, you're fine. Well, this this movie also, I should say, it had a lot of like ripoffs of other movies in it. Like it ripped off The Exorcist. Uh-huh. There's a possession. There's a possession scene. Let's talk about that. Why the, he brings her to the this Chinese guy who's gonna or Jap- Japanese Japanese. Japanese. <clears throat> Let's Come start with that again. Yeah. Brings her to this <laughs> Korean guy. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just Oriental. Just say Oriental. <laughs> no, I'm, how dare you say Oriental? He brings her to a Ching Chong Chinaman. <laughs> That's what he does. That's what, and that's what you want to say. Just say it, Adam. That's what I meant. No to one's going to hear this. No one, yes, the only listener we have is Chinese. <laughs> Are you already Japanese? I don't know. I don't know. No, I apologize. You You're one or the other, and we appreciate you listening. So she, he goes to his exorcist, but why is he wearing a white tie and a black shirt? Yeah, I don't know. Why do you wear a tie to the exorcism? I don't know. It's very strange. It's all very strange. And she, but so they have like a kind of Linda Blair style, like possession scene where the ninjas really angry and, and speaking through her yeah yeah and it's really a really a reach for lucinda dickey acting wise oh yeah, it, yeah she's doing all her she's work really she's struggling doing. there might have been a double for the actor yeah like the yeah, she's she'll definitely do. struggling the, she's the, definitely the struggling. nudity she'll do but uh and also the cop boyfriend has to go to the funeral where she kills all these people yes. for a cop yeah all the cops are in uniform they're right. wearing helmets which i never understood I guess you wear a hat to a cop funeral, but they didn't have hats in the budget, so they all wore motorcycle cop helmets? I guess so. Were they, were they all motorcycle? There were some motorcycle cops. But why would you wear that helmet? It just seems disrespectful. Look, I don't know. In my funeral, no no. Motorcycle helmets. cop's not going to have a cop uh, hat. Take, take off your... Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the, they're just not going to have... In my funeral, just no... No helmets? Take your, take your helmet off. You can leave the hat on. Take my helmet off. You can take it off now. Mm-hmm. Nope. All right. Keep my helmet on for the rest of this. All right. Weird. But why did the cop... All the cops are in uniform, whatever it is. Except for our main cop, the boyfriend, who's in a flannel shirt. Yeah, that's because I think he'd worn it in another scene, <laughs> like an hour before, and they just had to shoot them both back to back. I think that's what happened. All right. Like, if we're going to look at it really pragmatically, yeah, that's yeah, probably yeah. what happened. That, it because sense. there's a scene much earlier in it where he's wearing the exact same outfit, and I feel like they're like, let's shoot scene eight and scene 39 today. Drive right over. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let's get to the funeral. She kills, yeah. So she kills a lot of people. She kills a lot of people, or her stuntman kills a lot of people at the at the funeral. Very, very bad form. And then eventually, the one eyed ninja catches up with them, and for no reason, they trust him completely. And he says, "The only way to end this is to I have to. What does he have to do? He has to release the spirit first." And then he has to fight the spirit because only a ninja can t- kill another ninja. And she could die, but maybe she won't. 
And he's like, point, okay. Yeah. And they were like, this, uh, thanks for laying it all out. This sounds, <laughs> sounds good. Why don't you go ahead and, and, and do all that? We have uh, good news and bad news. Yeah. And that's kind of what happens. He releases the ninja and he ends up. So that now listen to Dickie uh, has been freed of her obligation to act in another fight scene <laughs> because the spirit of the old dead ninja is released from her body. And now Shokushugi and that ninja fight each other. And it's a great a very scene. Long time. Yeah. They, they fight each other for a long time. Slowly. Up, up uh, on the top of a mountain. Yeah, yeah. And then occasionally we cut to Lucinda Dickey and her boyfriend just watching them. Going, right. Like, There's go, a lot of. Like, yeah. 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 Kind of like, yeah. Yeah, kinda like, like yeah, it's still happening. <laughs> like, here we go. I don't know what they're expecting. Is Like, I would, if, if I were them, uh-huh. I would be like, why don't we, maybe we should just get the fuck out of here. You know what I mean? Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because chances are, let's say it can't go well. Shokushugi doesn't. The one-eyed ninja loses, having only one eye and not a lot of peripheral vision. Um, the who isn't the other ninja going to come for them right after that? When also, the other ninja, well, he gets some kind of weird spirit, so maybe he can't get killed. Yeah, but he, once he, once the spirit's released, he's back in his bodily, oh, bodily form. I think when she stabs, spoiler, she gets to stab him because she's the star of the film. Right. He, they again. They they do the thing where they stab through his clothing. Sure, of course. You know, like right on the side. Yeah. There's they they cut a hole in the front and they cut a hole a slit in the back and they just she puts it right through it. Yeah. But, and so you can see the sword coming out on his other side. Yes. But and he holds it kind of. Yes. So it won't fall lean down on his shirt. Yeah. And the best part is when that's all over uh-huh. after the bad ninja has been vanquished and Shokushugi's still alive. It basically ends with Shokushugi going. So that's that, I guess. <laughs> All right, see ya. And that's it. He just walks away. And then the writer took the paper out of the typewriter, crumbled it, threw it in the <laughs> yeah. trash. She should have thrown the whole thing in the trash. And then right after the fight, and he says, "Okay, I guess it." The two of them make out. Oh, it's gross. It's gross. Yeah, she just totally murdered someone. And they just make out in front of that other ninja. He's still there. And then he walks Guys, away. I'm still here. Yeah, not dead yet. I can hear this. <laughs> this is so gross. I can't see it. Yeah, I, but they make out in a not a very romantic way, in like a really disgusting, like conjugal visit kind of way. Like, yeah, yeah, they're yeah, right. really like they're really going at I, each I other. I wrote brother and sister. No, well, that's not, I don't know if that's how a brother and sister. Would oh, maybe this is notes for something love. else. Hold on. Yeah. Well, you know, it's just like very awkward. Yeah, it's very awkward. Yeah. And there was another kissing scene that was really awkward. Like he was just. Yeah, like they had never kissed before. Like this is the first day, and like we'll figure it. We'll it's figure it out by stuff. Scene it's not great no, stuff. No, it's not dirty. If you're 12 and you're listening to this, you're not gonna. If you like fighting yeah. scene, you're fine. But otherwise, the most interesting thing about the film was the video game she has in her apartment. I'd never heard of it before. I think it's made up, but it was real video game. Like, yeah, it was eight bit graphics. Yeah, like played like they, I'm sure they couldn't have made that game for Bouncer. the movie. It was called Bouncer. Yeah, yeah. There I, has to be some story. I'm sure if I were had the druthers to look it up. I'm sure there's a story about Bouncer that we will put it, it in the show briefly notes. an existing game. Oh, here's a new thing. Check out the show notes because sometimes when I edit the show, I'll think of something later. And you'll just the, say it in. And you'll, will you say notes. it sometimes in a different or deeper voice? <laughs> <laughs> so that we know it's a footnote. <laughs> well, also like, yeah. <laughs> but the problem is when I'm, when I'm editing, I don't have all this. The game was manufactured by <laughs> Midway. <laughs> Oh, that's a footnote. I can barely understand that. That must be a... But sometimes, when I used to work at Lopez, I would call in my phone to the hotline, Uh my intro, because I would edit at my desk. Yeah, yeah. And and I would do it really quietly because I didn't want to get caught. 
So it's like, hey, it's you're, you're, like you're doing it confidentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the top of the show. First thing you hear is some gargling into a I phone. Have, I'm supposed to be in a meeting. I don't know what happened. Let's wrap it up, Doug. Okay. Yeah, you got to go to work and I got a party. Again. Yes. We're having a party tonight for Oh, very show. nice. Yeah, one of our hosts. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, so do you recommend this film? Absolutely. Absolutely. I know we, you shit on it for an hour, but absolutely because it's it really is like they don't, no one makes movies like this anymore. They just don't make movies like this anymore where there are a lot of weird ingredients thrown into the movie. A lot, and, and the thing, and another reason I'd recommend this is like, I, I find movies like this fascinated because no matter how a movie turns out, the same number of people have to work on it and, <laughs> and work for like weeks yeah, yeah. to make this. Like knowing like, well, this isn't very good. That sword yeah. looks ridiculous. Like they have to know all these things. Or it's like it's good enough. That's I, embarrassing what do you to say? watch. Do that you say love like, scene. I can't. Like there's a whole crew that has to be like, I I can't believe we're doing that. I've seen real movies and they it doesn't look like this. And maybe they, or they're like, well, let's they do could sex ask scene, the guy to shave have his chest. Hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we only got four hours to shoot these scenes. So let's, yeah, let's, that takes great. But they still, it's still a whole movie. You know, like when your daughter wants, is, you want her to leave, and she's like, I got to show you one more thing. That's great, honey. Let's go. Great. That's great, too. Let's go. Let's go. Which I guess is how Clint Eastwood directs his films. <laughs> I was just thinking about it the other day. Everyone's saying how one, great Clint Eastwood is. One take, he does Eastwood. one takes. But maybe it's just that he understands so well. Here's you know who else said that? Is, um, the guy who made this movie. No. Uh, <laughs> William Friedkin said the same thing. That uh-huh. Clint Eastwood's right. He's like, the you're, the best stuff you're going to get is from the first and second take. Well, here's why it works for those two guys, mm-hmm. and especially Eastwood. They get amazing, amazing actors. Tom That's Hanks, true. at this point in his career, can do one take. That is very true. And then get yeah, out. Yeah, you're like a Gene Hackman or someone like yeah, that. Yeah, of Roy course. Roy Scheider, yeah. 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 yeah, That's true. Roy Schneider. Roy Scheider. Roy Scheider. Yeah. Rob Schneider as well. <laughs> I think, I think that's I'm the fuck up names. I think you have Rob Schneider. Yes. Yeah. Rob Schneider. That's the first One thing take. to go, by the way, your what ability to recall names. That's the first sign of like losing your mind. Is that what yeah. it is, <laughs> yeah. Tim? Yep. There you go. Uh, that's what my dad does. My dad, one of the funniest things I've ever heard is my dad trying to pronounce the name Guillermo del Toro. Because <laughs> <laughs> <For laughs> no I reason. took him to that exhibit. Uh-huh. And he just couldn't say it. You could He could say something and then you'd say that proper name right back to him uh-huh. and he couldn't even hear that you know what i mean like i think this is you can't hear it because i'm with your dad my brother and i are like it so when my brother and i talk or he does his podcast and he messes up a name i get on him but i also know exactly what he's going it's through. just crazy though because he'll be like glermo deltron yes and, and you're just going no dad it's guillermo del toro and once like, you hear it it's Galimero not that hard to say. it's not that hard but especially if you're hearing like i can understand not being able to pronounce it on site when you read it the word isn't yeah. yeah, but then if somebody says it back to you and you still can't say it, that's my dad. It's like a weird illness he has. Oh, that's my phone. That's your phone. That's your timer. So yeah, definitely recommend the movie. I recommend it also. It's on YouTube. Just type in Ninja 3, The Domination. It'll pop up. It's fantastic. And I will say that after seeing it, it did make me do a Google image search of Lucinda Dickey topless. Is there one? No. Oh. But I did do the search. Yes. So I was like, something about her. I kind of get what Golan and Globus were, were thinking. Like, there's something compelling about her. If I were doing, I'm going to do a search term, her topless, because I've done that for some people on my show. Mm-hmm. So I just did uh, Sharon Osbourne topless. That was my first Sharon term. Osbourne topless. I get tons of hits, but I get hits. Oh, for the daily. show you work on? For, no, for this show, for oh, the podcast. Okay. I'm pointing to the recording. Oh, I see. Um, for the show that's in this little box? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So on my website, proudlyresents.com, mm-hmm. uh, I have the keywords. Nikki Glazer nude and Nikki Glazer topless because I did it. I have an interview with her on the podcast. Okay, a podcast and a typed interview, 
And uh, every day I get three or four hits for her. People searching those things. Yeah, yeah. That's and there aren't any. Uh, no, of course, of course. Yeah. Why would there be any? Yeah. No, and there's not. They, they don't read the interview or listen to. I them. had I had held some hope that Lucinda Dickey got too, like caught up in the whole Hollywood thing and had a fall from grace. <laughs> was she like fifty years old on drugs? No, I'm One saying a couple years after this movie was oh, made. Okay, this okay. is 1984. I was yeah, hoping yeah. that maybe around 86, 87, she's like, oh, fuck it, I'll do like whatever. <laughs> Todd in twenty. I'll do like Space Werewolf Seven <laughs> and show my breasts. Oh, that's another, just the adolescent in me. No, that's why I, another reason we like these movies. I think. Well, yeah, like I grew up like I we had HBO when I was a kid, and it's sort of like it was my like boobs training camp. Like you know, every movie you sort of were like, okay, whose whose boobs am I going to see? One of the movie? boobs. One of the boobs. One of the boobs. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think that's what got. I think what appeals about these movies is that in the back of your head, there's a reward. It's like right. getting like the, the mouse. And they and all cheese. know that too. They all know that. Oh, I'm yeah. sure they have a name for it too. <laughs> There's probably like some like in, that guffin, industry, but in, in that weird, in that industry, they probably, yeah, the there's probably a name for it. Well, I, I think I talked before, but they put it in the first half hour of the, the boobs of the movie because it's an HBO. Oh yeah. To get people to keep watching for the second yes. set of boobs. Yes. Which, aren't, which, which will never come. No, which will never mm-hmm. come. So, um, so this podcast is what we split it up in a bunch of different categories. Sub resents. Mm-hmm. There's the best of Todd Levin coming out soon, as soon as I put it out there. Really? There's actually a best of me? Yeah, yeah. So go to proudlyresents.com slash Todd Levin. There's also a best of Adam Felber and Chris Gore. So you're a good company. Oh, Chris Gore from Film Threat, right? From Film Threat. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of great stuff with him. So uh, listen to our show on SoundCloud. Not SoundCloud. Why would I even say that? Stitcher. I have no idea why you'd say that. I don't know. I'm just trying to... seems like you should know where your show can be heard. (laughs) Well, listen to it where you listen to it right now, I think is the best way. You probably are listening to it. Don't you think? You can't really make an announcement to listen to your show somewhere because whoever's hearing it is already listening to it. Even at the end, it's probably bad. There's no point in it. Do you see that? What it's do you folly. Mean? To say to tell people where to listen to your podcast that they are currently listening to. Right. It's absurd. So they're doing a good job. They've already they've already outfoxed you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you win, listener. They're you ahead win. of you. They're ahead of you already. Damn it, Dave. It's absurd to promote your podcast on your podcast. You're going to love this podcast, guys. This, we can tell people to subscribe to it if maybe they're only listening to this episode. Tell them where they can subscribe to it. Oh, you can do that on iTunes or Stitcher. Thank you. Or go to ProudlyResents.com. like a great idea. And I highly Is recommend... Is there anywhere that they could follow you on Twitter if they were well, inclined to do so? At ProudlyResents. Okay. And, and oh, how about you? At ToddLevin.com. Oh, that's interesting. And uh, reach Adam at Mac.com if you have any movies or questions. Definitely check out the other episodes with Todd Levin, including... We reviewed Rotor, which is another great film with Steve Agee. Yes, uh, I love that in, movie. On the show, not in the movie. Dave Holmes turned me on to that movie, I believe. Dave Holmes is on the show and did a, brought a great movie. Oh, did he bring that crazy movie that he... Oh, what is that movie that he loves? It's like Art and Dave. It's yeah, like two yeah. names. Yes. Something, ben he, and Arthur. Ben and Arthur. He's always threatening Arthur, to show me that movie. It is fantastic. Really? Yeah, I have I to Listen to the show time. because that episode because Dave Holmes is great, too. Okay. But that movie, I think it's on YouTube as well. That's a mm-hmm. spoiler. Great film. Uh, we also have a Facebook group, which is all about bad movies. Proudly Sense Talk, uh on Facebook. Just search for it. And uh, we'll try to do an episode every other week. This episode's a day late. but And keep on watching the trash. Do you say that when you go out? Like, I should. You have, like, I, should a thing say, I don't you have a thing. I need a th- I'm trying to change the show around. So maybe I have, I have a thing where at the end I play and the guy says, that's enough for this interview. Uh-huh. Uh, and you play that at the end of it? Of every episode. Okay, well, that the is guy. Fun. That's probably enough of this interview. Oh, dear. <laughs> Are you trying to take a spot? All right, thanks.
Adam, that, we're, we're out of time for this interview.